0: All right, chat, we're ready to roll the live recording of Hot Takes Only. We're back after a year-ish long hiatus, brought to you by Zoom. I'm joined by the fellas, the guys, the lads, Nick, Ian, Brian, and of course my co-host, Willie. Guys, good to have you back. Uh, we are excited for another season. We've been gone for like not even a month and a half, basically a little more than a month, and we're back to it. It's It's got to love it.
1: Yeah, it only feels like five years since we did this last.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, Owen, do you want to use this opportunity to uh, to mention your uh, Twitch profile name?
0: <laughs> I do want to use this opportunity to mention that Liverpool won the league this year, so thanks. Uh, no, well, I do want to... even that... a real season, <laughs> though, bro. <laughs> <It> stands, <man. laughs> well, I mean, considering the league was over in January, then, you know, yeah, it, it's not a real season because we beat everyone I don't know. By... I don't know. so many it started
4: in december so like everything january that point, 1st actually null and void.
0: january 1st of course were you getting yeah.
4: scared
3: there was going to be no league resumption and maybe no title
0: mm, i mean ultimately at the end of the day you you kind of have to understand that like you know Lee's going to do it's going to do what it's going to do but you can't take away the games that liverpool played from august to december and to have that big of a lead all the way to basically the the start of this bullshit virus uh liverpool was just the best team all around
2: so you're trying to tell me that you were not afraid i would have been so not,
0: shook not get the. i mean i would have been crossword. i would have been afraid but you know at the you end know. of the day, there are there are more important things, and I think that's what helped me kind of get through it all is understanding that like this is gonna be, it'll be tough, but like you can't take away the games that the that Liverpool played from from August to December. Um, you know, would it suck? Probably, but just you look at the end of of the season before when Liverpool won the Champions League, but they didn't buy anyone in the summer. And everyone's saying, well, how are they gonna beat City if they don't buy anyone in the summer? Lo and behold, City goes out and buys three, three or four good players. I think Rodri and Cancelo and one or two others. Uh and they still lost how many games did they lose this year? Like eight games?
3: Nine. Nine or ten.
0: Yeah, so I honestly I I would have trusted the process either way. Um Jurgen knows what he's doing. And he has shown he's always he always knows what he's doing. The only the only fear I have now is that we become Dortmund in the sense that one of his final seasons, we just... have Klopp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 21. Just 21. in the first, first season, just everything goes straight to, uh, straight to hell. And, um, you know, the team's never that, the same. To
3: that, to that point. I mean, not to, I mean, of course, like the one, I'm not trying to be that guy to be an ass, but, they, I mean, I was kind of disappointed. I thought that they were going to push on and get the points record and everything, but they just looked like there's a few games. Oh,
0: okay. Um, I think I lost you guys for a second. Oh. Oh, no. Um, Willie, sorry, what, were, what was the point you were on?
3: Oh, no, just to follow up on your point about your concerns. I mean, first of all, you know, uh, I don't know how you feel. I was a little disappointed with how they – I thought they were going to push on and get the points record. And I understand they won the title, but I mean, I, I guess I'm maybe that looking forward to this year. You know, like if they just weren't the same team at the end of the year. So, I, I, you know, I hope that they're able to regroup and get their energy back because after the break, they, I think it was Crystal Palace game where they won four zero. They they really didn't look like the same team.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you run into Arteta's Arsenal, man. You should know about that, Willie? <laughs>
0: I mean, the only the only thing I'll say on that is basically, you know, if you ask anyone in Liverpool what they think about the points record or any other records beyond winning the league, they won't. They won't care. And the ones that do care are the nitpicky ones who have wanted Klopp out from, like, the day he came in, which is just beyond stupid. Like, this guy's a proven winner literally everywhere he's been, and... You know, he brought minds to the Bundesliga for the first time. I think
1: I think the clop out people are there are none. I yeah. think it's a fake yeah. section Internet of roles. the fan base that Liverpool fans have self created so that they can point and be like, Look how dumb this imaginary section of the fan base is. And a couple of people have tweeted ironically, hashtag clop out and that's like enough proof for the rest of the fan base to be like, Oh my god, they exist. No fan was- in their right mind is saying Champions League Premier League back to back Klopp out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean this was it was more so a couple years ago there was a Uh. a big section of uh of Klopp out guys, but I think they've they've definitely quieted quieted down since since the trophy hall has has come in, which is the one thing that people were saying Klopp needed the most, just that one piece of of silverware to get people to understand that like yeah he knows he knows what he's doing, just let him let him go on with it and we'll be fine.
2: Yeah.
3: I gotta say though, just you know, like it was really impressive them doing so good after finishing second in such a close title race, like i mean i I was like worried maybe the project i mean okay i I thought I didn't think it was gonna happen, but there was always the chance the project would go south, maybe they would they just never could get back to that level, but they definitely did
0: no that's that's a fair point for sure, I think that's that was everyone's thought was that. You you match city basically game for game up until the final day, and they beat you by a point. Which this is the most expensive team ever assembled, at least in England, and mm-hmm. they have arguably the best coach in the world. Which I would say arguably at this point because the, I have my reasons, but it's because Arteta. I get it. Ar- well, because he Ar- lost because Arteta, weapon. of course. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Arteta has to be in the race. I mean you beat Man United two n- two nil on New Year's Day. I mean that's that's. That's just
3: Yeah, I'd say he's one of the most well, handsome coaches. Arteta.
4: He's one of the most handsome coaches. I I mean you and you and three and a half billion people in the world. Um More than But that. I mean obviously Guardiola's an empty suit, so you know, it was just Arteta propping up him up the whole time. So obviously he's done so <laughs> <though> now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got our we got a Willie. we got our high school uh not high school. We got uh college bud Grayson Bird in the chat saying Pep is a proven failure. Uh he's he's won trophies, but he hasn't won the big one without without Messi. He hasn't won all big ears without without Messi and that was uh he's had some good teams. Like he had that Bayern Munich squad like 2014 to 2016. That was that was probably the best Bayern has been since this year. And couldn't win Champions League like that. If you're the best, then you win yeah. the best trophies. And th- like, yeah. I don't know. It's and it's just, just
3: yeah. And I just want to say too. You know, if we're gonna nitpick here and talk about the greats, I mean, I just feel like that loss to Leon was such an indictment on Guardiola. Like, it seems like you know he always tinkers with the team in the Champions League for some reason. Mm-hmm. When he's been with Kansas City, yeah, can't, he, he just
0: overthinks it in big games, and that's that's kind of yeah. been his his downfall.
3: Like I like I like the fact that Liverpool, you know, four through three. I mean, maybe they'll tweak it a little bit. They'll put an Oxley Chamberlain, you know, and he'll push a little more forward. But it's the same, same lineup, same structure, you know. Like Pep, it's just he overthinks it all, all yeah. the time.
0: Yeah. Well, you we know? can't have two Arsenal fans. We can't have two two groups, but three Arsenal fans in the show and not talk about Arsenal from January to July at all. So, uh, Ian, yeah. Nick, and Brian, August, what do you guys August what do you guys 1st. have for us? Poof!
1: I mean, it was a big. It was supposed to be a big year for us. We had record signing Pepe come in over the summer. Kieran Tierney, the soon-to-be greatest of all time, left back. Um, you know, Ceballos on loan, and a little sprinkle of some David Luiz magic just to really, you know, throw some spice into things. See what happens. Yeah. Maybe it explodes. Maybe yeah. it's yeah. delicious. You, know, you never know what you're going to get with David Luiz, and he really yeah. sure how do you feel after years Luiz? Tell you what. Dude, if you had asked me that question, uh like during the Emery era, you would have gotten um uh entirely different answer than you'll get now. And frankly, at times in the Arteta era, I was questioning David Louise, but like his championship mentality and like his like ability to like have these big game performances when there's silverware on the line, like he's it's amazing that a player who can be that mistake prone on a regular basis can somehow like turn off that uh, those mistakes when it really matters. And that's why he's won all the trophies that he has. And that's why like everybody looks up to him as a proven winner. And he's the same dude who will, you know, on a day-to-day game in the league against like, you know, whoever, he'll pull down someone in the box and give up a penalty for absolutely no reason. And he'll like, he'll go and he'll absolutely shut out, Manchester City. It's just like these ends of the spectrum that mm-hmm. yeah. no, right, a- I, when I see him in an Arsenal kit I still am like my eyes. <laughs> and now Willian is like that too. It's like I see Willian and David Luiz in Arsenal kits and I'm just like, like is this just like a COVID like police station coma that I've been in for the last six months?
4: No, I feel seeing Drew in the Chelsea Yeah. Um, we don't want to talk about him. Um <laughs>
1: Except how David Luiz pocketed Giroud in the FA Cup final, which is like another point. Giroud was hot; he was dominating. He was he was supposedly going to come in and like you know win all these aerial battles against our defenders. And like after that assist to Pulisic, like David Luiz kept him. He didn't even like really touch the ball for the rest of the game. It's just what a weird guy, man. I don't know how you put up with this like these swings for as long as you did, Willie.
3: Yeah, man. But hey, like you said, man, I, I think with the right, if you, if, if he on good days, I mean, he's a very good player. And I mean, I guess, let me ask you guys this question. I'll, I'll pose the same question. I mean, do you guys feel better about the back line now? I know, you know, you got, uh, I think Gabrielle, right? He came in. I, I don't know. If, is Saliba going to be on
0: the team? That was or? actually, that's actually what Grayson it was is. asking in the chat. Is Saliba going to play this year?
1: Uh, Yeah, he's not going to start as soon as people think, but he'll definitely play. I don't know. How are you guys feeling about the back line, Brian and Ian?
4: I mean, I think that, you know, first of all, um, you know, uh, Arteta has shown that he can get more out of these guys than Emery showed. Um, I think that you can't underestimate the impact of a manager on minimizing those games when high-variance guys like David Luiz – are playing when he's going to have giant mental mistakes and maximizing those games when he's going to play better. Um, So I think that we're already starting from a better spot with, you know, Arteta in holding and chambers coming back from injury and being available. Um, Gabriel coming in, you know, Saliba, you know, is obviously young and will work his way into the starting 11, but, you know, I, Particularly our center back was our weak point.
1: But our weakest point, especially under Emory, was our midfield. And that was part of the reason why our defense looked so bad, was because our our midfield was non-existent in transition. And so opposing attacking players could just drive directly at these center backs and basically force mistakes. Because it'd be in three on three, three on two situations. And like when you have mistake prone center backs like David Luiz and Mustafi, you know, you wanna, you know. Maximize the organization and minimize the amount of times that they need to make hard decisions. And they were, you know, we were giving up 30 shots to Watford, for example, under Emory. And so um, part of the thing that we've had to balance under Arteta is going the opposite direction, where Arteta, in order to kind of compensate for that, has really had to organize the midfield and keep them disciplined, which has made our creativity suffer a little bit. Um, luckily, we have like some really world class offensive talent that can make up for that, but it's, you know, maybe it made us a little bit less fluid than like an Arsenal team typically would be. And how I'd imagine Arteta wants us to play. Um, And so just like not having these, not having complete midfielders has really caused us to really be like struggling one way or another. And, and frankly, um, I think that's why once we got in another left-footed center back for the reasons Ian mentioned like, we're really, if we're going to make any more transfers now, like COVID and budget, we can talk about that stuff in a second. But we're going to be targeting the midfield and we're going to be targeting more complete midfielders than we have today.
0: Yeah. And really quickly for the chat, for the chat who missed uh, Ian's bitch, just because of the audio, uh, he was outlining the, the importance of having a left footed center back and just opening up angles for teams that play at the back like Arteta does. So um, nothing kind of revolutionary, but still important especially for someone who learned basically from pep as far as the the tactics as far as the tactics go i mean i think one of the things that that i saw uh, or that i heard with the analysis towards the end of the season with uh, the nbc crew is that arsenal has an identity that they haven't had under emory you never un- really understood what the identity of the team was now there's some there's a proven like you know what you're going to get with this team and obviously there's still time for for him to iron all that out and get the team that he really wants, but from as far as a like a project this this seems uh this seems good this seems like a good a good uh good situation so far,
1: yeah, and it's you know it's got the whole poetic like ex captain coming back to manage the team and save us from utter disgrace like if all goes well, I'm sure there'll be some beautiful documentaries about it in the long term mm-hmm. but i mean we're excited we're excited tentatively as you can imagine i think the main thing that arsenal fans need to keep in mind is like he is so young into his managerial career he's still learning on the job this isn't like a one transfer window and we're back on the top type of situation mm-hmm. he's going to grow as a manager himself we're going to add players over time and ultimately that's you know, a multi-year thing. And like next year, we're probably going to lose to some teams we shouldn't lose to. And like we, you know, I'll be the first to throw a bitch fit at it for the first like 30 minutes after the game. But like in context, you know, we can't be acting reactionary, like calling for Arteta's head, calling for this, that, and the other thing over a, a, a weird fluky loss that occasionally happens. I mean, like Liverpool, again, we're on track to be, you know, the best Premier League team and arguably you could still say that they were and they got thrashed by Watford. Like, this shit just happens when you play the number of games that you do and, like, with all the weird matchups that can happen in in football. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be a really interesting few years and luckily I think Arteta will be hitting his peak, right, when uh, Guardiola and Klopp are winding down at City and Liverpool. So hopefully he can be the heir apparent
0: yeah. Speaking yeah, of guys, yeah, I think that, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
4: Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that really lines up. You know, uh, even beyond just when you know Klopp and yeah, and City are, are declining under the weight of their wage bill. I mean, you know, it, it's not even just Arteta getting better, but you'd think that that timeline matches up real well with a lot of the youth talent that Arsenal has coming up with Saka and Nelson and Martinelli and Enquetia. Um And all of these youth players who will be really senior squad players in a few years' time right as Arteta has come into his own as a manager Um, and, you know, right as you've built the incremental changes over years because obviously we're not going to catch up with, you know, uh, Liverpool and City being as they are and Chelsea who just spent 200 million pounds. You know, that, that difference isn't made up overnight. It takes a few years before we can, you know, plug all those holes and, and fill the gaps in the squad and everything. Um, so you'd like to think that in a few years' time, that comes together with the youth players coming of age, with Arteta coming into his own as a manager, all of those factors come together at once. So, you know, to your point about there, you know, uh, there's hope, there's a, an identity, a, a goal that the squad is going towards. So.
0: Yeah. We're and excited. speaking of players coming back, uh we had a question is Danny Danny Ceballos, how y'all feel about him? Yay, nay, coming back? Feel good?
1: We're big We're big Danny Ceballos fans. Big <laughs> Danny Ceballos, part, guys.
4: Sorry. You want you want to prove it, Nick, with some visual evidence right now?
0: <laughs> oh, we got a gimmick coming. <laughs>
4: got me
1: this beautiful Danny Ceballos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, we use it as a prayer mat for when we're down, you know, and we need someone to come in <laughs> and score against Sheffield. Or when we're that out. in someone's room or is
3: that in like the, the no, it's
1: in the living room. It's oh, in, the prayer it's room. Totally in the living room for your for use at really clutch moments, you know. So I mean Danny Sabai was really good. Really good player. Like wasn't great. Wasn't that great under Emery, but granted he got injured. Um probably our most complete midfielder to go back to what I was talking about earlier um and ultimately like a old school arsenal midfielder and the fact that he's good with the ball at his feet he's good in tight spaces he you know he can he's happy to receive the ball turn in the midfield beat the press make these cute little passes like i think that um if we could have if we could have signed him permanently we would have but i think that we were confident we could get him for another year on loan and spend the budget elsewhere in the transfer window and then come back and try to get him permanently next summer because for whatever reason it's clear that you know he's not in Zidane's plans um and you know you could argue that it's because he's not good enough to be a real madrid player but they have their own issues um but they're the Real Madrid board really likes him because he's Spanish. And so they are not inclined to sell him for cheap because they kind of want to keep him around in the hopes that they have the next iconic Spanish midfielder. And so uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but I'm glad we have him for another year. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys see, I mean, so questions. So, you know, one thing
3: definitely to all your guys' points, like I've been really impressed with the discipline, like the, just the buy-in, how hard the players have been working, the, and the discipline in the midfield and the pressing and stuff. Um, so to your guys' point, do you think that there's room in midfield for someone like a Gunduzi, Or do you think we're going to see Jaka, Torreira, and, you know, Ceballos, who's work who works hard, even though he is, you know, good offensively?
1: Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, is an interesting example just because, like, I think he has more – his issues come down more to attitude than anything else. Like, <laughs> you, there's been some longstanding – rumored issues between him and Arteta and, you know, once you get on a boss like Arteta's bad side, it's it's kind of a tough spot, regardless of, like, what your abilities are, but um, I mean, ultimately I think we actually have we we play two in the midfield now currently, because we play five at the back, but I think ideally for Arteta, he'd be playing a, a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-1-3 and so there'd be an extra midfield slot relative to what we're using today. Okay. I mean,
3: yeah, I, it, that's a really – so, I mean, are they going to sell him or is he, like, going to be there? Doozy? What,
1: doozy?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, if someone would buy him, I'm sure we would sell him. But uh-huh. nobody's – you have to realize, besides your club, Willie, nobody is able to buy anything this summer. You and City <sighs> are able to buy, and everybody else, because we all rely on you right. know fans in the stadiums to generate revenue – like everyone else is trying to wheel and deal like weird loan deals and player swaps and like
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: like I'll pay half this player's wages right and like right. a lifetime supply of our chip sponsor you guys. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, that's you, actually you're
1: oblivious to this because you just signed seven players <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is the best.
0: Well, no, that's well, a, that's a good segue because I wanted I wanted Willie to talk about the the other big club in London. Crystal uh, Palace.
2: But, but I, I, do, <laughs> I, I do, I do, I do
3: just want to say one thing on Arsenal though, before, if we, before we should. I just want to say, I don't know how you guys felt, but I did not think that Grant Jocko was going to be part of the club's plans, mm-hmm. and like, you know, after,
0: yeah, same here.
4: So, yeah, and Anderson after- is real, my friend. Like, you know, he obviously everything was was shaken up in, in, in the winter. Um you know, with with Emery leaving, I think that gave a lot of players the chance to afford to a clean slate. Yeah, and the, the you, you can see the culture has changed at, at the club, and Arteta has given players like Jaka, even like Wenduzi to today, you know, if they're willing to buy in, um, and, and put in the work, like they'll let bygones be bygones. Um, so uh, I think Jaka you know, was able to swallow his pride and, and, and buy into the system. So I think he is exactly the model that guys like Wendouzi have to follow if they want to get playing time again.
0: Yeah. And that's um, something, that's something we see yeah, a lot. It's it
4: pride to all of us.
0: Yeah. It's something we see a lot too. I mean, this is just from a Liverpool perspective, but back when Klopp was first hired a few of the players that, people were thinking under Brendan Rodgers were going to get sold first one of whom was Adam Lallana who became like the most important player in Klopp's system in that first kind of half a year he was there and he became he didn't play as much in the last couple of years but he was still a very important member of the squad even though there were rumors that people that Liverpool had had enough of him they're going to sell him and that's that on on a, a very short career but um, I feel like we've talked over Willie a bit, so Willie, we're gonna let you um, have the floor to. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Talk about uh, a title contender in Chelsea. Wow.
3: For the League I am. I'm, I'm extremely excited. I definitely think that for casual fans or whoever, like I definitely think. Chelsea will be one of the most fun watches. Um, I mean, kind of, you know, very similar to Arsenal, even though Arsenal, I trust their balance more. Uh I, I'm just looking straight at the goalkeeper and at the defense to see if we have any and, and the midfield to see if we have any semblance of defensive discipline or or is it just is this just gonna be straight up, you know, gung ho high scoring games. Um but I'm definitely really excited. To see what happens and how we integrate the squad, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited.
1: <laughs> Your yeah. favorite signing of the summer?
0: So many of them, so many signings.
1: That's going wow. to make a big one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Why is it Tiago Silva?
3: Well, I, you know, I would say, um, that's tough. I mean, I'd I would say, say I would Thiago say Thiago the two signings. I mean, I would definitely say Tiago Silva, uh, <laughs> because, um. Because I, I do hope we can ego become a mentor to the other center backs we had. You know, Zuma, Rudiger, Tamore, Christensen, you know, all didn't play well. Um, I, I think Tamore is probably the best of those four. But going forward, you know, we're going to need someone, one of those guys to materialize. Otherwise, we're going to have to buy like Anupi Mikano or, you know, a Kulubali or someone, you know, big. Uh, and then, you know, I'd honestly, I'd probably say Chilwell. Uh, <laughs> I'd say chill well just because, um, you know, Espelicueta is not a natural, uh, you know, left-footed player. Um, and I, I don't exactly know what kind of formation we're going to line up now because, you know, Quetta if they put him on the right, we have Reese James. So maybe he'll play in the center of the back five or, you know, uh, or maybe even we'll play center back. But I would say those are my two um, – I mean – Havertz and Werner are great, but we have so much attacking talent in there that it's,
4: you know, hard to say. So, who do you, who do you start in that 11 with with all of those attacking players? Like, uh, how do you, how do you think they're going to line up?
3: Yeah, um it's really interesting. I I I don't exactly know. See, the problem is I definitely think you're ideally going to just kind of like Arsenal, you know, eventually you're going to want to play 4-3-3 with three guys at the top and, and Hyverts maybe in that number ten like position. But given the way Chelsea played, you know, and they, they started using a back three at the end of last year. And so I think that they'll they'll start with a back three and then um you know it's gonna be tough, but I, I think um, you know, uh probably I, I don't know, it's gonna be tough to choose, but I think maybe you know Mason Mount will start um and you know at the, up top we'll have Werner and one of the other attackers but it's it's hard to see I don't know we have too many we have so many players i have no idea how the playing time is going to shake out
0: it's it's a lot yeah. to juggle especially considering the fact that the players you bought are all relatively young i think of the one of the ones you bought minus Thiago Silva i think Ziek is the oldest and yeah it that one confused me a little bit at first because with the way that both at that point of the season, the way both Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount were playing, it didn't seem like you needed much more in the attacking sense. Obviously losing William doesn't help, but having someone like Ziyech who's had incredible success at Ajax, but having him basically have be a like for like switch with not switch, but like for like replacement for William, uh, I feel like it might be asking a lot, but, you know, obviously we'll see when when, when Chelsea play their first game uh, or when he plays his first game for Chelsea and when they when they get the lineup that they really want.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, to me, what I think through all the plans is I think that the way that Giroud played at the end of the year really, really uh, makes the team selection really tough because, you know, the team... Is better when he plays. I mean, I, I like the way he links up and holds up the ball. And um, you know, if without him, I mean, you could start, you know, Abraham uh, in the center and or Werner, and you could or you could move Werner to the left, and then on the right you could choose between. If they wanted to move Pulisic, they could play Hudson the out there. They could play Zieck. But now with Giroud there, it's like there's just too many pieces. I, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, Abraham's a big question for me because it's like he was, you know, kind of in development, really came out of the gates hot, looked good. Yep. Supposedly going to be hitting his stride next season if you imagine and now it's like okay, we're going to take Werner, we're going to put Werner in the middle and, you know, Abraham's going to play backup. And yeah, he's playing backup to a class player, but like you going from you're going from starter to backup. And with no necessarily like an end in sight to that, right? Um, and yeah, I hear you on moving Werner out to the wing, but then I think he'll bench Abraham before he benches Pulisic and Pulisic is fit. Yeah,
2: no. At I least mean, based
1: I, on recent form, right? Oh
3: yeah, I mean Pulisic, if he when he gets fit again, um, I think he's definitely a must start on the on the left. But yeah, no, I I, I think um, I mean the way Abraham was playing at the end of the year was not good. Um, yeah, I, I think that you know Lampard and him have a good relationship, but I definitely think his future is in doubt. I mean, there's just not going to be really space for him. And uh, I mean, he could. I mean, he he you know he's a goal poacher and he scores like he can definitely get on the end of some of these guys' crosses. We have good wingers, but I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him.
1: Yeah, and like Hudson and Doyle and Loftus Cheek, like, do they even touch the pitch at this point? They sh- they're probably. Wondering about what they need to do to continue their development too. I'd imagine.
3: Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I I feel. I just feel like you know, uh, Loftus Cheek has a better chance of playing just because I think our midfield is a weaker area than our our front players. But um, no, I agree. There's just too many players, and um, yeah, and also you know, I think Mason Mount. I honestly, they'll probably slide him back to the midfield and he'll play right where Loftus-Cheek could play. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think both those guys. I can't believe Chelsea signed him to a huge contract and now he's looking like
2: it's going to be tough for him.
0: Well, it's it's funny you say that because I, I actually wanted to turn this uh, I wanted to turn this question on you. Uh, also, will you got a shout out in the chat from my boy uh, Harrison, who you know at Syracuse? Harrison and I go oh. back literally twenty yeah, years. Yeah,
3: Harrison, yeah. Um,
0: so oh, he's God. he's been a big big supporter uh, of the uh, the old the old Bobo Poppy Twitch stream. So Harrison, what's up? Um yeah. I wanted to flip that question on you though because the one thing that. I'm curious to know, and I have my own take on Timo Werner that I think I've shared with you guys, but I'll, I'll share it again when Willie's done. Uh, who do you think is going to be the, the most likely to flop of those of the big signings, or of of any of the any of the seven Chelsea signings this window? Will you tell me you you tell me what it's going to be? It's no, Timo Werner for me. Like, okay, so really? I obviously understand wow. his goal output at Leipzig in the last year was absurd. The only player, I think, in in the Bundesliga who scored more goals than him was Lewandowski, who had a just mind-blowing season and should have won the Ballon d'Or if they didn't just cancel it because someone not named Messi or Ronaldo was going to win it. Um, He scored a lot of goals for Leipzig, and that's great, and I understand the hype around him, but people have to remember that he, he did kind of fire a bunch of blanks at the World Cup in a system that's very similar to the one Chelsea plays with... A lot of a lot of numbers forward and not a lot of help defensively. Chelsea, uh, not Chelsea. Germany don't play with a lot of natural wingers though, so that's the one difference. They play with mostly their fullbacks up high with one one striker in the center and then the attacking midfielders behind him. But I'm just I'm just very I don't know. I just get the he, he's a poor man's Jamie Vardy, if you will. Um, not that he, not that he could get better. He just seems like a very, like very much a one trick pony in that all he can do is get in behind. If he's not in behind, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to create, he's not going to create in tight spaces. He's not going to open up play for teammates. He just needs to get in behind. So we need service. And if teams are just going to understand that Chelsea's going to attack all game, they're going to park the bus and sit behind the ball and wait for that. And he's not, you can't really get behind them when they're basically on their goal line. That's the so first that's time anybody's
4: ever called Chelsea a poor man. First of all,
0: well, the idea the idea is that he's not as good as Jamie Vardy. I, I would take Jamie Vardy honestly, even wow. at however old he is thirty thirty three years old, just because what's, Vardy hey, it, he's having good a good
1: strikers age like wine, man.
0: Uh, <laughs> him and Glenn Murray. <laughs>
1: Glenn Murray. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Murray. Uh, Willie, yeah. what's what's your answer to that question?
3: Wow. Um, hmm. you know, I'm actually going to give a little bit of a, an unorthodox, maybe an unexpected answer. Um, I actually think Chilwell. Um, because, you know, Chilwell is not always the best defender. And I think that Chelsea and our team, we really just need, um, you know, Look, we already have Marcus Alonso. I mean, we, we need defense, you know, and, and as great as Chilwell can be, you know, going forward, you know, we need someone that's very disciplined. So I think in the big games, that could be an area where he could struggle. I mean, I understand the the criticism with, with Werner um, and the way he likes to get in behind and maybe against a defense that's really set in tight spaces. It'll be harder. But I, I just think Chelsea has – really good firepower on the wings so they can get crosses. They have a really good offensive system with lots of movement. I mean, and he was firing on all cylinders last season, so I think he'll be fine. Um, so Chilwell, to me, is the biggest question mark, actually.
1: Yeah, I disagree. I think, like, he's probably the closest thing to a known entity out of the group, as far as like being in the sure. Premier League, playing in a top Premier League side. Yep. Oh, I sure. I, I, I agree... I agree that he's not like a perfect. He's not a perfect fullback, but he kind of like. I feel like his floor yeah. is relatively established. Whereas, I think when you look at like, and I and it kind of depends on whether you're saying like flop in terms of price or just flop in terms of total output, because like Havertz's price tag means that like you should be getting a uh, you know, uh like Hazard level player. I know there are That's different right. styles of player, but like. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got to be your best player, your game changer. You're like, if Elsie's not playing well, it doesn't matter. He just wins the game for you type of player. Um, and I, I could imagine, you know, due to all the variables, his youth, the fact that he's coming from the Bundesliga, the fact that he's, you know, been on the scene for a relatively short amount of time. Like, there's question marks with him. And then, like, Zayek, he's coming from a, a career in – the um Eredivisie, and so it's like is that gonna translate? You've seen people go both ways coming from the Dutch League. Some people are able to translate it, some people aren't um there's been a lot of flops flops coming from the Dutch league um and then Tiago Silva, like depending on what you use him for, like you know the age could have caught up for caught up to him coming into a much pacier physical league like like England, but you know if he's just a locker room guy that won't be a big issue but I think there's I think you know across all of them more of them will shake out well probably than don't but I think there's an argument to be made for each one of them to potentially you know flop so to speak
3: I mean I definitely think you know I mean to your point I I definitely agree with your fact your point that Chillwell his floor is definitely higher there could be whether it's a Ziyech or a Havertz or any one of them, there could be a bust there, just a struggle to adapt. But I just think the way that Chelsea's going to play, I mean, we need some balance. And so, you know, we're going to, our defense and our midfielders are going to have to snuff out some open space. So, I mean, I'm hoping that we have enough discipline and, and, you know, I hope that we'll see some progression. You know, I don't know if this is an, an issue with, maybe a manager issue or if this is just more growing pains, but I mean, it's just, we can see it in well, way. It's
1: forward. already questioning Lampard. What? Well, Lampard I, out. I, oh, Lampard no. some, no.
3: I want to see some attention to, to defense. And like I said, I, I'm not questioning. I think he's done great. I really like his man management, but we need to see some more, you know, defense. And then, and then also, and I mean, you know, look, I, I, I'll tie this to, you know, Arsenal for a sec. I mean, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, you know, Martinez. I know they were talking about him potentially leaving, but I think I feel better. I think both teams have some goalkeeping questions to sort out, but particularly Chelsea. I, I just think when you have these teams trying to build defenses, we really need good goalkeepers. And-
1: if I right. question – We have very Arsenal. different goal,
4: goal questions.
1: Yeah. What do you mean by goalkeeper questions, Will?
4: We have two good ones. You have zero good ones. <laughs> Do you, do you like do you believe in Hubert Leno when he's healthy? Yeah. He, he was going
1: to be our player of the year until he got injured.
0: Okay. Leno right. is the number 2. He's consistently the number 2 in Germany behind Neuer and honestly yeah. he he's above Ter Stegen, but Ter Stegen plays for Barcelona and so he gets a he, there's a, there's a bias for players who play for a club like a club named Barcelona even though they get humiliated by Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Absolutely <laughs> humiliated, but you know, that's not my business.
1: Leno's quite good, man. He's probably one of the he's one of the best shot stoppers in the world. Like, you know, there's some strengths that he has where he's a little bit better than Emmy. There's some strengths that Emmy has if you're basing it off of Emmy's recent run of form, where Emmy's potentially a little bit better than Leno. But ultimately, I think Leno has a a longer track record, more first team, first division appearances, and multiple leagues. Um, And so, I I think I think Emmy is getting sold in the next couple of weeks here uh, to villa actually
3: oh mm. well, yeah i mean you know leno's a very good yeah, he's a good goalkeeper right? i guess i read it because Martinez. Is, i saw some rumors about him he, we'll put this way keppa's not in the same league he might have been our worst starter he was definitely our <sighs> worst starter on the field
4: last year but he was your second best manager
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <is Yeah>. maybe, <laughs> maybe the
0: greatest incident of all time is just a, a goalkeeper telling his manager to fuck off
3: that definitely showed how little respect sorry got yeah. by the players. Oh uh, He's busy but,
0: uh, he's busy munching on cigarettes on the touchline. <laughs> not even smoking oh them, thought. just munching on them.
3: Yeah. Damn, I'm worried about them, man. I'm worried about the goalkeeper situation. Not even smoking oh, I'm them really worried about them. that. Yeah. Damn, I'm worried about
1: that. Yeah, man. You them. uh you could just oh, give I'm us like fifty that, million for Martinez.
3: I'll take it, man. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but dude, the thing, what the crazy thing about it is, Keppel was like a record
1: signing. So like, I think he may still be, depending on, like how you factor in the bonuses um, between him and Havertz, he may still be a record signing. I think, I think he is. I could be wrong, but
3: I mean, that's just that's just crazy, man. Um, yeah, I that. Yeah, he he looked really really bad. <laughs>
1: he looked really bad. I'm a little bit disappointed. The goalkeeper market kind of deflated back down after uh, Keppa and Allison. Like we could really use a good 70 million pounds for Martinez right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got.
3: I mean, I'd be down to buy him. I mean, that's the goalkeeper. It's a goalkeeping's a huge makes a huge difference. So it's it's just like, I mean, I I don't want to gloss over it because if you look at I mean, you know, a team like Chelsea, and they're, look, they're not going to win this year. But like, we will not win until we have a good goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, eighty go. eighty million. I think uh, that's. I think that's. Is that dollars or pounds? I can't remember, but either one. That's a, that's a lot of money. $9. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money for a goalkeeper who uh, doesn't really save a lot of shots. He's good with his. He's <laughs> good with his feet, so the Spanish love him, but. Other than that, kind of a liability. Speaking of
3: uh, expensive signings, do you guys think that uh, Men United should sign Jaden Sancho for an
4: astronomical price?
1: No,
0: Mm-mm. I mean, so if it's working.
4: astronomical enough that it cripples their club, I'm all about it. Uh, <laughs>
0: that club is never going to be crippled financially as much as as much as I hate them. They're never they they just they what it's
1: just feels like he doesn't like. What does he do for them? Besides, yeah, I get it. Like, you can, you know, if you can sign a Jaden Sancho, you you do it regardless of the fit. But like, you're gonna splash that cash. There are way worse parts of the Man United starting lineup. But yeah, I mean, like, if you want to just get rid of Ashford or Martial or whoever.
3: But they definitely need some. I mean obviously he'll be thread right into the starting lineup, but they definitely need some depth on that team. I mean, outside of like Greenwood, Marshall, and Rashford, I mean, you've got on the bench, like you've got like, you know, Dan James, he's okay. But if they get one injury or something, like...
4: Yeah,
1: I guess it's like, I guess they're assuming Rashford stays at, as the as the point man going yeah, forward. Yeah. And so then he will, you know he wouldn't be competing with Sancho for a spot. But I'd imagine if they signed another striker who is maybe a little bit more of a target man, hold-up guy, like, that would actually be better to play alongside of Sancho, but then yeah. that leave Rashford. Sure. Um, and so, and then, like, okay, then do you want to play Rashford in the 10, which is where Pogba plays sometimes. It's where yeah. Fernandez yeah. plays sometimes. It's just, yep. you, you, I feel like they're, like, yeah, they just – I don't know, you know, they're just, it's, it's Manchester United. Like they're just like, they're kind of like Barcelona in the fact that they're just like, Oh, bad season. What do we do? Uh, Fuck just spend a hundred million pounds on somebody like get the fans happy because the biggest name in the world came here regardless of how it fits. And I mean, like, that's what Messi even said about Barcelona.
4: Right. I think it's a similar yeah. thing.
0: Uh, there's a whole there's a whole can of worms waiting waiting to be opened when we talk about Manchester City because they weren't really talked about them a whole lot as far as transfers yet. Um, but since we're on the topic of Manchester United, I think the Van de Beek signing is a really really good one. Um, wow. He's he's a young box to box midfielder who comes from that Ajax academy who's produced the the list goes literally on and on and on and on of players they produced. So I I don't know I just I just feel like it's a good signing. I know it's it, I don't. No, necessarily if they need it per se, but it's adds depth. He's a quality player.
3: Is he going to play in the same midfield with Pogba and
1: Fred? It it kind of depends on. It's like goes back to that. It kind of depends on how they're envisioning playing him. Like if they want him as more of a true box to box, and they're benching, they're benching like more like McTominay and and Fred to some degree. But you know, when you look at how he played with Ajax, he was more of a like attacking. Still, still, he was kind of like an Aaron Ramsey. And so he was, he was still taking up spaces that you'd expect Pogba to run into. And so, like he may not even be intended to be a starter. Um, right. And you know, I think Manchester United fans would be annoyed if he benched McTominay because isn't I think he's there like, you know, there. I don't know. I don't know if he's a Manchester United academy guy, but he's like one of their young, up and coming yeah. English like sure. their soccer type of player um so yeah. yeah i mean i i don't not that i don't dislike that i it's not that i don't like him as a player i just like i don't know where i don't know what this system is and it's soul right like this guy doesn't have a system he has no I idea really, what the fuck he's doing he's a man he really manager does. and that's it like he has no he really tactics. doesn't you're so right he really yeah. doesn't
0: we're getting uh grace in our chat he's uh our resident man united fan he's uh as far as the front three back to the sancho question is Martial, rashford and sancho and then Greenwood for depth. And then in midfield, it's Matic over McTominay for at least the beginning. Uh,
3: yeah, they had too. Yeah. Still
0: and, playing Matic over McTominay, huh? Yeah. I mean, maybe the beginning of the season, I don't know what the injury situation is for them. And especially with a new signing in COVID Oh, is it just because McTominay
1: is still injured? It,
0: it could be. I don't know what the reason is. Um, Grayson will probably hit us up in the jet and let us know. But, you know.
3: Well, he fits in well with those other two guys, Fernandez and Pogba. They, they played well, those three. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, do I, want to talk about Fernandez, you know, though, because he was, he was one of the better signings. I mean, it, it wasn't but he did, this he did, season. I, but.
3: I think the best thing, I mean, to Nick's common point, I guess, about, like, the Beck signing was, I mean, even if he kind of overlaps, he can fill in. Because Fernandez needs a rest. I mean, he kind of – he was less effective uh, the more games he played. I mean, he played, like, every game. When he, since he signed, and I mean, there was quite a run of games. So, so now we, they can,
1: is uh, the midfield three then for United, for Grayson in the chat, is it, is it Van de Beek on the bench, and so it's Pogba, Fernandez, and then Matic or McTominay? And like maybe Fred occasionally rotates in on the defensive side of things.
0: Mm. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of moving pieces for for United because I, I feel like they're going to yeah no that's yeah that's that's about about what he's saying got it so we'll have some something along those lines
3: yeah he was he was unbelievable since he since he signed um i'm still not i mean i'm still not sold on their front players though like i'm I'm not sold on Martial.
1: yeah it just kind of depends on i mean i like i rate Martial, actually but um I, it just feels like they don't have a system. That's yeah, set up to all of their strengths, right, and so yeah. like i and we've talked about this before, like you know whether or not Lukaku getting rid of him was the right move um yeah. is like if they had a if- if man united had a giroud um I would actually think that they would be a lot more dangerous with martial and and Rashford and Greenwood and Daniel James are all players that would link up well. with And
3: and that's the thing for me, which is like, look, I understand you're, and you're, you're absolutely right to say that Lukaku, you know, fits in very well with Inter Milan. But the thing is, I just think like he can play, you know, I like watching Lukaku. Like he can play any system you want him to play. Like he can't, he could have been, you know, not exclusively. He doesn't want to just be a hold up guy, but he could definitely have done that job. He's a very good player. And so I and, you know, he's a better finisher, I think, than Marshall. So, you know, I I he could have they really pushed him out. Like the way they treated him, you know.
1: And, and- to be fair, he kinda of pushed himself out too with all the like I I think Conti's the best manager in the world. I want to play under Conti. Conti is the greatest. I really want to go to <laughs> Italy. Like it was kind of a mutual thing, but like, yeah, it does not have to be Lukaku, but just how because actually, frankly, Lukaku wasn't all that great as a link-up center striker. He was good as a target man finisher more so. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, like Giroud is who I keep coming back to. If they had a, or like a Firmino. Right, like that, they would look a lot better in my opinion,
3: sure no, i agree i I completely agree with what you're saying,
0: yeah, so basically with from what Grayson's saying, it's the the midfield was kind of a mess at the start of the season for for united Lingard being being Lingard, um and then obviously Pogba had his injury troubles, i think until pretty much like February or maybe even maybe even pretty much all season up until up until the pandemic really hit um and that's that's something that's. It it always sucks when you have a bunch of injuries and you can't really put players where you want to to put in a system in place, and then you kind of have to tinker and and keep your players happy and all that stuff. Management is, yeah, so I, tough.
3: I, I think it's that's just... definitely. I will say that I think to your, like I think that's definitely the, the biggest question with Man United's depth. Like they they need more depth. If they have some injuries, like they could be in trouble. They really don't have a lot. Well, I think
1: now they have a, a bunch, is what we're saying. Like, they have, well, honestly, it's like, but, I, and again, it comes back to Solskjaer. Like, it's hard to figure out what depth they have when it's unclear what the system is.
3: In ter- But in terms of, like, they have depth, but it's a step down. I mean, like, okay, like, in the midfield, like, you could put in Fred if you want. Like, he's a step down. Like, you can put in, you know, Dan James Okay, okay. You have Igalo, like, <laughs> you know, Juan Mata.
4: Um, well that's the thing about depth it's obviously not starting quality but I mean you don't bring in a manager like Solskjaer because you want to create a system that's going to make optimally see your players you bring in a manager like Solskjaer because you want to find the one ring that rules them all like (laughs) obviously (laughs) (laughs) I mean like yeah I mean to some degree it's like you bring
1: in Solskjaer because if you're going to buy a bunch of big personality types like he's a good manager but I don't know. I like I I don't know how United's gonna offload like half the players that they need <laughs> to offload at this point. Like what the fuck is Lingard gonna who's oh, gonna God. buy Lingard at this point? He's not, yeah. like, Mata's probably gonna have to go on a free like Sanchez did. Um just yeah, I mean it's a bit of a mess, but Yep.
0: Yeah, what I mean I can... what yeah. I can't even remember what 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 Lingard's strength was. Was he a was he a box to box, almost yeah. exclusively?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Scoring against Arsenal, the first time. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. He would just like only score against us, and then go back <laughs> into irrelevancy for another nine yeah. months.
0: I think he scored against us last season, or no, not last season, season before at Anfield. So What you're saying is that he's a big game player. <laughs>
3: Oh, also, let's. I actually want to mention one thing. Okay, here's another. Because speaking of the men that had rejects, no one is talking about Chris Smalling. Played very well for Roma.
1: Um, this is the Premier League kickoff show. Will I don't care like, about Roma.
3: <laughs> like they need a second center back. Could have been him. They need a striker. Could have been Lukaku. Uh I mean uh, Luke Shaw is good, but he has some. Injury problems, Ashley Young. I mean, I know they had him, but, like, look, he went – played wing back for Inter Milan. Started every, you know, I look – okay, Ashley Young's a bit of a push. But still, I, I don't know. I just I – just, i I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. You know. But. I think a lot of those players – okay, putting aside the aging ones, but, like, going back to Chris Smalling, he wasn't good in the Premier League. He moved to Italy, where it's a slower game – it's, yeah. le- it's yeah. more tactical. It's more organized. And he did well. There are players like that. There are a lot of players like that that do well in Italian systems that don't do well in the English systems. And just because he's playing well in Italy, like I can understand why they didn't want to bring him back or why they just are comfortable letting him go to Roma. Because it just, like, if it was going to work for Chris Smalling in the Premier League, it would have worked for Chris Smalling in the Premier League for as long as they had him.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. I In mean, my
0: humble opinion
1: yeah. as Manchester United sporting director. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. Um moving on to the other side of Manchester. Uh this is my favorite part of the show. We get to talk about Pep Guardiola not winning the Champions League again. So um here we go. Pep didn't win the Champions League again. Unlucky.
4: <laughs> is is it is it fair for us to talk about City when we outnumber the amount of City fans on the planet? Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> like about 7.6 billion to one or to zero to one what no he, brian's saying the and five of us a number yeah, that's true. Total. True. so
1: yeah. the three manchester city fans that may listen to this podcast if a hundred percent of manchester city fans on earth listened um you know they may feel offended that we ganged up on them
0: but mm-hmm. i mean when you have that much money and you can hire arguably the best coach in the world you don't get sympathy from anyone you don't deserve sympathy it's just period. Like I'm I'm not sorry about that take. You you just don't. So how how are
1: we feeling about Nathan Ake? <laughs> Manchester City legend, Nathan Ake.
0: I almost forgot they signed him. I was thinking like who have they signed besides like that Spanish guy who apparently is gonna like gonna be another great Spanish midfielder? Oh, Spanish midfielders who can pass and then go down when you touch them.
3: I like Nathanaki. I think he's a good player. I I I did I did think and I, I think at some point they're really gonna try to buy Koulibaly. But I mean, do you guys think he's a good enough center back for their, their issues?
4: I mean, given that they had numerous games when they played zero real center backs, like, you know, I think they could probably stand to invest some more of their copious money there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player. Um, I mean, I think I saw the the tweet where Rio Ferdinand was talking about how how it'll be for two left footed players to play in the same uh, back back line, which could be
1: interesting. Um, but Pep likes to play three three defenders sometimes, though. So you can play t- two left footed guys if you're
0: playing a back three.
3: Okay, so you think they will go to a back, a back three? Okay.
0: Yeah, he went. Uh-huh. I think he went three five two against Lyon, and sure. was punished miserably for it.
3: I mean, I think that I think that Cancelo um, will get better. I think Kinsella is a player that I, I like. I think he he will be better in year two, which could benefit that kind of system. I mean, I, I yeah yeah. <laughs> I think
1: I think for a lot of it, it's can certain players stay fit. Like I mean, De Bruyne obviously is a big one. Um, they've had center back injury issues. You know, I I agree with Owen to some degree about Pep, but you know, Pep is good in the league when he has money, and he's currently, you know, we're currently talking about the league and having money, and. Yeah. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have one more big signing up their sleeve. Like, they almost got Messi. That would have been absolutely terrifying. God. Um, you know, because everyone's like, I'm a fan of this sport. I would love to see Messi in the Premier League. It's like, I would rather not get smacked 5-0 by Manchester City with fucking Messi scoring a hat-trick. Like, I just, like, I just don't give a fuck. Keep him away from me. Like,
4: <laughs> Damn.
0: I think my take Let's was Messi. We,
4: we would score one goal if they put all their money. 5-1 is still not
0: fun. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the one thing that I I don't I don't know if we talked about this at all but with with Messi I, I don't know if I'd be as afraid as if they got like a Koulibaly because Messi doesn't defend. He doesn't track back at all ever. That's Yo, not something he Koulibaly, does.
3: Bali, if you get Koulibaly, cool if Bali, they get
0: Koulibaly, I'll be scared. People, I'll be very scared. It's, it's over. Just I'm it's over. Over. not even I, <laughs> just just give them the league now. There's if they if they if they get Koulibaly and don't win the league, it's the biggest embarrassment since Pep not winning the Champions League this year. Oh, yeah. I said what I said.
1: Hey, I don't know. I, Koulibaly was letting goals into Emery's arsenal. Like, we knocked them out of the Europa <laughs> League. I just... You did, yeah. I just... You know, it's back to that Italian league, English league thing. It's back to the fact that he will need a year to kind of adjust, and he's already... Somewhat aging, it's. Yeah. I don't know. You, you know, you never know with center backs. You never know what you're going to get, and so.
3: Particularly with the way that they play, you need to. you would have to have a lot of pace and snuff out some in, intense counterattacks. You know.
1: Um, I think I think he's good. I just I don't know that he's. Like, the same transformative player that Van Dyke is, because frankly, like at the time when Liverpool signed Van Dyke, like. That was a roll of the dice. It worked out for yeah. them, but with center backs, you know, yeah. Van Dyke yeah. at the very least, at, you could see him at Southampton. You could see him play in the Premier League. Like, right. I mean, Mustafi is another great example. Like, World Cup winner, like, yeah. was yeah. highly, highly rated when we signed him, and now everyone loves to just make memes about the guy because he's, you know, yeah, so so error prone. So, not that I think that. He's necessarily the next Mustafi, but I just think that it's not a guaranteed thing that he's, you know, that he's this revolutionary, game-changing center back, particularly in Pep's system that involves a lot of the center backs not actually defending, but being a part of the possession.
3: Sure. But, I mean, then again, I I mean, you know, it's like they let in some really bad goals and, you know, like just – he'd have more discipline and you know not get caught out of position like
1: you know free right. you know and stuff but um, does he but like the question is like would he even start if he can't get a hang of the possession part of it like uh, it's like arteta arteta bench socrates who's probably our best like defender uh, because uh, because he can't play with the ball right like, uh, i don't think guardiola's the type to to you know compromise on that. Sure. That's a good that's a really good point. I'm I'm not
3: sure on that on that one. Um I don't yeah,
0: know. that's true. Pep Pep does like to uh play at the back and and keep possession as as we all know all too well.
3: <laughs> um how much money do they got? Do they got any money left over from the Sane selling?
0: Uh, guy, they probably, they, they probably do. Acting like
4: they fund their team from selling. Are you kidding me?
0: I don't think the Sane uh, signing was all that much.
4: All right, yo.
3: well, okay. Let's for let's just assume, you know, well, Sane was forty. You want? Let's just assume for the sake of argument that financial fair play is a thing. <laughs> After they literally <laughs> they just stretch. got
4: out of it this they year. Stretch. uh
0: yeah. Let me see. When yeah, Messi the seat feet... was
4: on the table. We're gonna ask about like who can they <laughs> afford? Okay.
0: Okay, I'm looking at the Sané deal wow. right now. That's a steal. They got him for forty nine, forty nine and a half million dollars. That's
2: it. Dollars. It Euros? Euros
3: or dollars. Dollars. Dollars.
0: Oh. Yeah. Which is that's a steal considering his age. Wow. He's a year younger than me, and can only get better in a country that he's comfortable in. His native wow. country. Wow. That okay. it it just feels and for obviously he's playing with the team that's going to win the Bundesliga again, uh, unless unless Sancho has like a messy type season for Dortmund and Holland has a Dortmund Leipzig. type messy type season. But Leipzig man, mm, Nagelsmann's going to come to the Premier League sooner than you think, especially now that they don't have uh, their only goal scorer.
1: Is he? You think
2: so?
0: I I think so. I think within within two years he'll be in England.
3: How much longer are going to be the coach? Let's take bets right
0: now. Well, it depends on how they do in both the Champions League and the league. If they're All if right. they're keeping pace one. in the league, All but they're knocked out of the Champions I League, more,
1: I have a more fun question for you, Will. All right. Who lasts longer, starting from this point, not total, because they started at a different time, but starting from today, who lasts longer, Mourinho or Solskjaer? <laughs>
3: um. I think I think, um, I, think uh, I think Mourinho. I think Mourinho. I don't I don't think that Solskjaer – I don't think that he'll coach more than the season. I think that uh, by the start of next season, so like a year from today, he will not be the manager. Um,
2: Mourinho. Mourinho. No, no
3: Solskjaer.
0: Him. Solskjaer. Okay, got it. A year from okay. today, he won't that be manager.
2: Man
3: United I has it. too many particularly when you look at guys like Pogba and Fernandez, there's too many guys in their prime that they, they, you know, this is the key year for Solskjaer, I think.
4: So, But but I think more than that, you know, Manchester United has re- more reasons to believe other oh, good managers want to come here, you know? So they're fine firing Solskjaer because they think they can bring in somebody else good. Nope, they're not going to, you know, Spurs ain't gonna fire Mourinho because like everybody's lining up to come to Spurs. No, that's a oh, good yeah, out. that's a great point.
1: Yeah. I think you guys are not appreciating the fact that when Mourinho gets sacked, it's usually not just because of results. He's also gone entirely nuclear on every player yeah, and the entire board of the of the <laughs> team. Not as in well. year
3: two, though. Not in year two.
4: But it's Spurs. They deserve
1: it. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing I'd like better than for Mourinho, the savior, to get sacked yet again.
0: Yeah, I and mean, destroy. we don't. We haven't talked about Spurs at all. But I mean, does does anyone really have thoughts on Spurs other than we don't yeah, talk about the them. shit? Yeah, uh, yeah. Give
1: it's him the like, plunger. <laughs> it's like I mean, you know, when your star signing is fucking Poivier,
0: like. <laughs> Completely forgot they signed him from Southampton.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: See, this is how prepared we are for the show. Just kind of like, oh yeah, that's right, that happened.
1: Who's Who's the team to look out for this
0: season? Leeds. Well,
1: wow.
2: Well,
0: really, if they can just if they can stay in the league, um, because I have a strong feeling if they can stay in the league, they're going to sign Holland next summer because he's he wow. grew he grew up a Leeds fan and he wants to win the Premier League with I know, Leeds. I know that. <laughs> Like, his dad played for Leeds, I know, he like, wants it. I know his rack story, but there's
2: no way he goes to fucking Leeds. Leeds!
3: Leeds, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> he's not going to the Leeds. <laughs> going to Leeds. That'd be awesome.
1: I think Leeds are an interesting one to watch, mm-hmm. just for the Bielsa. Like, he's a legit manager. He'll probably play some
2: Yeah.
1: moderately attractive... Football. Could be the how's their Sheffield. Squad? Next
3: how's, their, how's, their squad? how's their squad?
1: See, that's the thing is that, like, you know, last year I think I picked Sheffield to get relegated and that made me look like a fool. So I'm no longer going to freak out about whether or not they've made any signings. But, I mean, Leeds have definitely, if I remember correctly, they've, they've, they've made a couple. Um, and at the end of the day, like, Bielsa's pretty legit and he's. He's coaching a lot of different places at this point. And so I think he could be an interesting one. Um, yeah. and, but I also think, um, I think, unfortunately for Owen, Everton could also be an interesting one. Anshrawadi bringing yeah. in James, bringing in Alon.
3: Wait, like, wait, this is a great time. This is a great time. All right. So I pulled up this quote.
0: I was I was hoping we were gonna talk about Everton. I had a I had a thought when we were talking about talking about teams that I don't like and I don't like talking about. Like, I rate
1: Richarlison. I rate Calvert Lewin. I like the uh, Ducore signing. Yeah.
0: Calvert Lewin I mean, dives more than a dolphin.
1: No, I mean they're both divers. Richarlison and, and Calvert Lewin are both divers, but uh. I, I think you know, they're both young. They both um they're I I think Richarlison more talented. Um and ultimately, like, that midfield on paper, like, name brand, you know, do they – does it actually deliver? I don't know. But, man, you know, James Alonso yeah. Corre is a pretty beastly midfield.
3: Yeah, that's a nice yeah. little attacking flair right there.
0: Yeah, they I'm could unfortunately be a
2: – really
0: Yeah, they could unfortunately unfortunately be a dark horse for uh, for top four this year. Top six for sure. Well, I top, know, four, top, top four maybe. Yeah. No, they they top could. I'm, so I wanna, I'm kind I wanna of scared about quote. the players they signed.
3: You I want to read this um this quote? I think it's a great time to bring up this quote from James Rodriguez. He said, "I'm really really happy to be at this great club, a club with so much history." Dot dot dot. I
1: mean, Everton has a lot of history, dude. <laughs> They it's do. just older I mean, than you.
3: I know, man. Like it's like we're reaching for like way in the past here. Yeah,
4: it's, I mean, I mean it's history. Not, okay. like,
3: for example, for example, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. We won the title when the AFL and the NFL were merged. That's right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ian, we'll, Ian, and Willie. We know. have a great history. A great we can man. do a NFL. Yeah, yeah. We could do an NFL podcast some other time. But uh <laughs> but like um, Hamez to be fair, like dude, that guy's played for Ancelotti at mo- multiple places and it's generally yep. been his best. Yep. You never know. Um I think they're one to look out for. And then obviously like <laughs> it's easy to pick like the Wolves, the Leicester, the Sheffields, the teams that, you know, did well last year relative to where you'd expect. But I think uh you know, but out of those, like I think I think wolves, man, are probably like they're legit. Spirits yeah. of Santo,
0: like that guy He's he's a legit manager. He's gonna be he's gonna be managing a top five in Europe side very soon. Maybe not like you know, two maybe like not like in a I... year or two, but like next five years for mm-hmm. sure. He'll be Real Madrid, Barcelona. Maybe he
4: already is.
3: <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. But I if Everton well were to hypothetically slide into the top like seven, like who out of those top seven would be most likely to drop out? I just think they're all t- – honestly, I think Wolves is the most likely to dip a little bit.
1: Maybe. I mean, you can say the I'd same say thing Sheffield. about Sheffield, though, too. I mean, Sheffield was like relying entirely on organization and tactics more Even than so. individual quality. Like, yeah. like, look at Wolves' talent and then look at fucking Ollie McBurney. Right? Yeah. Cordric, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, there's just more there to Wolves and more like individual talent that can go and get results. Like, you yeah. know, you could have a, Wolves could have a bad game and they could still draw 2 2 because a yeah. Trail Ray just ran the yeah. <laughs> twice right <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. remember Adama Traore is the player that Jurgen Klopp calls unplayable and this is the guy who so- he signed Mane, Sala, Aubameyang, Mikatarian, etc etc he knows fast players he so, likes fast players okay, and he's like just choose unplayable
3: question. you know I cannot believe that in in their last game of the season when they were playing a meaningful game against Chelsea he didn't start they didn't start him
1: Triori? Yeah, I can't say I was paying too much attention. They didn't. To
3: yeah, Tryore didn't start. He came on game, uh, but... at halftime, I think.
1: Well, and the second maybe he wasn't fit. Yeah, the second remember, part of they the... still had Europa League, mm.
3: but still, that you could have got in with that game right there. And then the Europa League would have wouldn't have right. come down to that. That's true.
0: But the second part of the season, at least, it what was it, June, June to the end of July, it was you kind of have to take with a grain of salt as far as how much players play and how well they play just because it is such a a unique situation where that gap between March and uh, June is something you don't see. And then all of a sudden you're playing games again and then you have like six weeks off and then you're back playing games again in the league. And then like, we're going to have back to back major international tournaments in the Euros next summer and the world cup the summer after that. So this is probably just, the last full like quote unquote yeah. regular off season, so you don't but know I, what the fitness is like for these players
3: I know okay look i'm not I'm just a you know I'm not a manager or anything, but I'm just saying also like tottenham, I just looked up, yeah, so they tied they tied their game against Crystal Palace, so I think didn't they just have to better their result and I mean, wolves came out completely flat and they had no attacking in that game they had no attacking presence whatsoever I'm just saying like Chelsea got a hold of the game they didn't play very well but they you know they scored a couple goals and got a hold like if they had started in the game it could have been a completely different game and then you know they wouldn't have had to win the Europa League to qualify
4: yeah
1: but you know a lot of these managers want to be ambitious and actually try to win the silverware you know and, and like Wolves were in that conversation like yeah, they're playing well. So I don't know. No, it also, you know, it could be a matter of the dude not being like pulling something in practice as well. Yeah. You never know.
3: No, that's that, no, that's fair. You, you, I guess you never know. That, that's true. I was just a little.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think he's he's probably probably their best player, but I like a lot of their players.
3: Jimenez is on the tear, man.
1: Yeah, he's a little bit on the old side,
0: though. He's, he's older than you think he is. He's 29, I think, from what I remember reading.
4: Um,
0: but speaking speaking of which, or not necessarily related, um, the other two promoted teams, Fulham and West Brom. Do we have any any strong strong thoughts on those? I mean, I, I think West Brom maybe watch out and see if they could get some shock results with Slavin Bilic and his his track record in the league.
1: But Gibbo. Back in the Premier League, Kieran Where? Gibbs, the second best Kieran left back to ever Arsenal.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, who do you think is going to be the best out of the newly promoted team? Leeds. 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 Leeds? Leeds, Leeds, Leeds,
1: Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Fulham, like they've got. We've some seen
4: guys too much there, of the right. other two recently. Like. The other two haven't changed their squads enough to make me think that it's going to be any different than when they got fucking relegated. So Leeds has upside.
3: Yeah.
1: Fulham yeah. has some proven Premier League players, and when I say proven, I mean like they weren't absolutely terrible, like in Mitrovic and Nakar. Um But yeah, I just. Oh,
3: I didn't know it. that's right. Okay, did not.
1: But yeah, I just I don't see, to Brian's point, like I don't see any transformative changes in either team, um, and so, and I don't see managers that are like, you know, that are like, Billich and Parker, like I don't know, they're they're no, they're not Bielsa level names, and sometimes you don't, you know, you can be a world class manager and not have a name, but at the same time, like they're also not. Like they're not getting that much praise for their tactical ability either. Yeah, so. yeah, which is definitely really important. Yeah, you know. but to be fair, I didn't watch a ton of championship last year, so I could be fifty percent like talking out of my ass right now.
0: <laughs> no, well, that's no. most of this show. To be no. to be completely fair,
1: I you know I, the percentages get better with some of the other teams we talked about. I know a lot true, more about a lot of the other teams we talked yeah. about.
3: You know, I'll give you one team who. Uh, I sure bet to get relegated. Okay. Sure, sure bet. One hundred percent crystal palace. Wow. One million percent. One Whoa.
1: million percent crystal palace getting. Why? Because <laughs> yeah, they signed your. Because they wrong just
3: wrong or way wrong. You can play this clip. Because the they
1: just signed your boy Basu IE, and you're like, oh you signed the bats oh,
2: you're done totally no willy it's
0: funny as work. recently as a few years ago i remember us sitting down to record this same podcast before we had ian nick and brian on consistently and you told me the team to watch out for was crystal palace eight games into the season they had zero points <laughs> yeah, yo, Frank DeBoer masterclass. Was so
3: wrong. Yo, I was so wrong. I said Frank DeBoer was going to be an awesome manager. He, he right.
0: almost relegated Atlanta United, a team so that doesn't Zaha. play in a league with relegation. That's,
1: Zaha's going to score like 10 goals. That's how you, you know game. how good a manager exactly,
4: he is. <laughs> you know, pick no,
1: up Zaha so their
4: fantasy teams. <laughs> Zaha's coming to Arsenal in the winter, and then they're going to tank. So obviously they're going to get relegated.
3: We should have signed Kellen Wilson, um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I, I was way wrong on the Frank DeBoer point. To be fair, Hodgson is better than uh, I, Frank DeBoer.
0: I almost <laughs> punched a hole in a wall when I saw that Atlanta United hired him, and for very good reason. He was trash. He was a trash manager, Blair. and I, I miss uh, uh, what's his face, um, our old manager, whose name I'm blanking on because I don't remember. Anyways, this is Premier League, not MLS. Speaking of which, all right, it's that time of the that time of the show. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Let's we'll start with the bottom. Who gets relegated? Willie's already voting Crystal Palace for sure.
3: Yeah. Um. Oh, you're? Are you asking me? I mean,
0: who, whoever wants to chime in. I mean, I can. Okay. I can start. I'll give. I can give mine. I can give. Fulham is gonna get relegated. I think. I don't. I don't see much in in Fulham. And I could be wrong, but you know, here we are. Fulham. I'd have to say probably. Oh my god, probably Brighton. I feel like Grand Potter's season was kind of a one off. I don't think. I, I I don't know. I feel like they, they just had games that they played above their they played above their level. Pretty consistently this season, they got results when they made shit up. They did lose Aaron Moy to uh, the Chinese league, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge huge loss for them. Yeah, he's going to the Chinese league for a lot of money, as they all are these days. Brighton, Fulham, and I'm blanking on the third.
3: You're not gonna say Crystal Palace.
2: (laughs) You're not gonna say Crystal Palace.
4: (laughs) Not just for you, man.
2: Well. You know what? You know what?
3: You know what's funny on? You know what's funny on? I look, I am, I am way wrong a lot of the time, but I actually was gonna say they're my, they're my team to watch. Like I think they could finish mid table. Yeah. You
1: know, Aston like, Villa. Emi Martinez, dude, that's the Emmy Martinez effect right there. I
3: yeah, I like that team, man. I like the way that they. I like that team.
1: They got. Uh, the guy from Brentford, Ollie Watkins, yep. was pretty they, good. Dude,
3: like that solves a lot of problems because they had striker issues, you know. Uh, so.
1: yeah, unfortunately, the guy named Trezeguet could not play striker.
3: <laughs> He's good. He's good. Um, yeah, they got a lot of talent on that team. I mean, they they need to clean up the defense too, but still, like, um, I, the way that they played at the end of the year, I think that's something they can build off of. Who, who are
1: your other relegated teams, Willie, besides Palace? All right.
3: I'm to look at the table right now. All right. Yeah, I shouldn't have said 1 million percent Crystal Palace.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I mean, this is this is going to be bookmarked forever, so I'm just going to play it over and over. All right, all right. When, yeah, when you're president,
1: well, right? people are going to pull up this clip and be like, this guy can't be president. You <laughs> <He> couldn't even <laughs> pick which team is going to get fucking relegated in
0: 2020, 2021. You could be a chief labor economist and just I'll, I'll I'll go to I'll sneak into one of his press conferences and hold well, up you know, like, hold up something with the, said Crystal Palace.
4: As long as the voters aren't Crystal Palace fans, that would probably. Be the difference. <laughs> probably not. not. I would bet most of them are not American voters, so. Uh good for you.
3: That's true. Um, all right, let's see Relegation. All right, so I'm going to go I'm going to go West Brom. Crystal Palace. And hmm. so I mean I they got Cal Wilson, I guess I'll have to go Newcastle.
1: Newcastle? Cal Wilson, Ryan Frazier? Yeah, Mike Ast is bringing people in to uh, specifically avoid relegation.
0: Managed by legendary Steve. They might
4: still get Mbappe. We don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that deal. That deal comes back. The ownership got rejected. The Premier rejected.
1: Oh, they actually officially. Okay, okay. So they'd have to rebid or whatever. All right, Brian, who who you got? Relegation.
4: So obviously, you know, I don't rate much of. Fulham or West Brom. So obviously, we got two. But, you know, I don't care what the roster says on paper. Any team that claims to go all or nothing and doesn't get all <laughs> has resigned itself to nothing. Here we go. Don and are getting relegated.
1: Don and Oscar got relegated. I always. I don't know. I would
2: rather I would rather them get relegated than hustle <laughs> them. <laughs> oh man, this I'm is what not, we have come to. I,
1: I think I think I would rather You them. have more chances to win the league, but having to watch them scrap their entire team to be able to afford to play in the championship with them. <laughs> Money
3: would be so funny. Why? Yo, in, 20, in 2016, when oh, the, uh, stadiums, the,
1: stadiums, the stadium going would crush them. I go into pay
3: for new stadium.
1: For bankruptcy, registration, or whatever it is called in England. Administration. Yo, and
3: uh, I, I think, yeah, in 2016, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, the year Leicester won the title, when Mourinho got sacked, Chelsea was in the drop zone. I think. I think I we think- were.
2: Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you were above. I think mean, you, you were was, above the drop. zone. Yeah, you were though. like. Uh, you know
0: okay. who? Were, you know who were in the drop zone last year when their manager got sacked, Everton. Five yeah, sure. two at Liverpool. I,
1: I one of your picks, one? And not Sam Allardyce again. Sam Allardyce. All right, Ian. Who you got relegation? Um. <laughs> so.
2: I stand by that Villa was trash and got really lucky to not be relegated this season. <laughs> I don't. I don't see them miraculously like stepping it up a lot. Trash. Trash. Yes. Uh. Like I, I want to say okay. Like, like West Brom, Fulham don't seem like they're you know, squad wise, like have made a lot of changes that suggest they'll be good. But also like <laughs> I don't know, I agree. Like like I don't think Burnley looked great at all. Like the last last couple of months, like I could see that happening too. Um so yeah, I mean so everybody. Everyone's getting relatives. Like, oh yeah, zone's about six. <laughs> Uh, what I'm saying is, it's uh, it's a hard question. There's yeah, there's yeah. a lot of teams that are look, look kind of shaky right now.
3: So. I feel like I feel like you know, like we're talking about like teams that aren't newly promoted who are getting relegated. Like I feel like there's we're more likely to get those like sophomore slumps, you know, or like the new slumps. Like maybe like Sheffield United, you know, like they could really struggle or mm-hmm. something. Because like, there are teams that really have those great first years, and then they did.
1: Yeah, know. but I mean, if you look at the teams that got relegated last year, Bournemouth and Watford have been in the sure. Premier League for a few That's years. True.
2: You're
1: right. Um, yeah, for me, I'm going to go <coughs> West Brom, unfortunately, RIP Gibbo. Um, then Brighton, I agree with Owen. Um, and then for my... Hot take because going Fulham would be too easy. I'm going Burnley because fuck them.
4: Wow. They know. Bunch of mugs. They don't support Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Back
0: to Mordor. (laughs) 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 Maybe one Uh, day Sean Deitch will clear his throat. Yeah,
1: we're pushing all the fucks back to Mordor. We got Watford out. We got Stoke out. Now. Burnley's turn
4: no one picked it a... is not this day Owen
0: not this day this day we well, fight was uh, so that Willie?
3: We... no one picked uh, David Moyes as West
0: Ham to... yeah yeah I was actually yeah, yeah. it was funny before the show I was reading a rumor that they're that letting they're letting Wilshire go but at the same time they lost Yarmolenko for basically the whole season then he came back in the restart and was one of their best players yeah. And a full season of Yarmolenko, even at his age in the Premier League, I think is gonna be really exciting for West Ham. I'm not saying like top six, top half of the table for sure. Really? Potential. Yeah. I mean okay. if, if 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 they play well, but that's you know, that's of course a big <laughs> game.
1: If the team plays well, they'll finish higher in the table. You these got are it. The
0: takes. These are these are well, sports takes the <laughs> these are sports Look, takes.
4: It, it, it's not like Wilshire played a bunch, though. But yeah, not, yeah.
0: Like it's not. It's teams. not a huge loss.
1: Like, yeah, too injury prone. I mean, yeah. he would have played more if he wasn't so injury prone. But he's the same Wilshire that was on Arsenal. Yeah, very fucking injury prone.
4: Super.
3: Or you? What about? What about? Uh, what about? I mean, they got a good manager. But what? What about like Southampton? If Danny Ings comes back to human, um,
0: mm. or... I, their ceiling's still top half. Not not yeah. top six, but just top half, eight eight through ten. Okay. That's Danny, he Liverpool legend Danny Ings, James Ward-Prowse,
3: <sighs> Solid player
0: Nathan Krause. Redmond, getting a <laughs> lecture from Redmond. Pep Guardiola himself.
3: <laughs> Walker Peters,
0: I was I think he was just on loan from from Spurs. No, no I think they uh, said they,
1: they he moved to Southampton on a permanent basis oh, he as part of that White thing.
0: Got it, got it. Okay, that I did not know. Remave. Anyways. So, we've covered the bottom bottom three. How about the top six? We'll start with uh, five and six. Who do we got?
4: Lester and Wolves. Wow, okay.
0: It's a crowded bunch at the top these days.
3: Hmm. I'm going... Um, I'm going sixth... Uh. Sixth Leicester, fifth Arsenal.
1: Interested to see who you pick for fourth, Willie. Okay. Man United, you're a clown.
4: <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. I would also go Arsenal, uh, Leicester, in that order. Five, six. Yeah. Um. It's fair. I think.
1: Wolves Arsenal 5-6 or 6-6 Wolves at 6 Arsenal's back yeah. okay. mm.
0: I hate I really hate to say it I really do like I'm gonna have to make myself like force vomit after this but which
4: one is Everton
0: <laughs> Everton <laughs> Everton <laughs> Arsenal no one. Spurs. No one <laughs> I, I hate that I just that, that those words just came out of my mouth. But Everton Arsenal Everton, Everton, sixth.
4: Arsenal. You heard it here first, viewers.
3: Would you rather have Spurs or Everton?
1: Are you asking me? Uh, I don't give a fuck about Everton, dude. Fuck Spurs. <laughs> okay,
3: we'll look Spurs. Let's go, Alex woby So, do you guys actually do do you, do? None of us think that Spurs, like unbiased, are actually going to make top six. No. Wow
4: well it's a, I mean you can't you can't attempt to ask us an unbiased question first of all second of all um fuck them Fine.
2: <laughs> all or nothing
0: all or nothing Real, all nothing all right. okay wow
3: alright
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean you didn't choose them either so I know I, I, I thought one
3: of us would pick them i'm kind of surprised
1: all right top four no will
0: top four top four what do we got right. for going back from four four three two one well actually no we'll do one last so Four, three, two. Four,
4: three,
0: two? and everyone will be able to eliminate unless it's like, like oh it's and
3: like, then wait. crystal palace wins the fucking <laughs> <league>. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know, you know I, i'm dead wrong a lot of the time um all right. Hey, so I is like
0: know. the so are like the Skip Baylesses and the Colin Cowherds of the world. We're better at this than they are, and they get paid to do it. So why not us?
3: Yeah, no. Okay, that's, sorry. That's, Continue. That's no, you're right. Um, all right. Uh, Crystal Palace. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm going four. I'm going Man United. Four, mm-hmm. three, Chelsea, two, Man City,
0: Liverpool, repeat.
1: Hey, I'll tell you who I think's... Oh,
0: man. One. Oh, man. Not again. I've got four Arsenal, three
1: Chelsea, two Liverpool, one City.
3: So you had no... Uh, no in your top six, you had no Man United, right? Correct. Well, okay.
4: Don't, <laughs> Don't be three, so lucky.
1: Also... So many of their points came from penalty kicks last year. True, that's that's no good. way that's reproducing. How
3: many goals did Bruno Fernandez score in penalties?
1: Are we counting penalties? Or <laughs> penalties? A lot. Well, Are we no. counting no penalties? Not that many. Oh, his, <laughs> let's look. We should look some, at his shots to really goal. Him
0: we should look at shots to goal. His shots to goal ratio, taking out all the penalties, it's probably in in the single digits.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: He's just like, "Oh, pick the ball up 30, 30 yards out, not just going to shoot." Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well,
0: I'm
4: uh, I'm going to go United for uh City 3, Chelsea 2. Wow.
2: Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> um I'm going to go Leicester 4, Chelsea 3, City 2. Or sorry, Liverpool and City. City winning,
1: yeah, yeah. City winning league, okay. And by city, just to be clear, we're
0: talking about lesser city. Honestly. Yes, <laughs> it's not five thousand to one. It's like twenty five hundred to one.
3: Yeah,
0: I've got United four. Sorry, I also hate that I have to say this too. Liverpool four, United three, Chelsea two.
1: You said Liverpool 4. Liverpool 4, yeah. Wow.
2: I
0: don't I don't feel good about this year, especially if we don't sign Thiago. I just don't feel good about the players like Thiago. All, all of those minutes in everyone's legs, especially four. especially our midfielders. I just I just don't Also don't is
3: Ronaldo going to leave?
0: That's that's the thing. So a lot of what people have have mentioned and obviously this is all speculation by just Liverpool fans who live on the <laughs> internet. A lot of speculation is that Wijnaldum is going to leave. So Tiago comes in and fills in that slot because people are saying it's not the money itself. It's the, it's the play. It's the squad. Just, they just have too many midfielders that Klopp wants to use. So if Wijnaldum leaves, I think Tiago is for sure going to come in. If he doesn't leave, I don't think we're going to hit Thiago. I don't think there's a situation where we're going to have both, but if we do, I'd feel better about our chances this year. Cause but Henderson, not- we can't rely on Henderson to play. He's just too not- injury prone to play 38 games a year.
3: Wait. So is this is this a situation where, like you said, there are too many. He doesn't want to have too many players to find playing time, or is it the owners are being cheap?
0: I think it's a little bit of both, but there is money. They do have money. I, I've read from some they of the. Uh, no, no, I've the read question. from some members of the press who get actual, you yeah. know, who get direct communications from the club that oh. it's not the money.
3: Well, you as you know, the Red Sox, bro, they can get there. Right. I mean,
0: they can be cheap because they didn't want to pay Mookie Betts. But this is this is Liverpool. Yeah. This is a team that has that built a more efficient model after resurrecting a club that was on the brink of administration. Yeah. But I just I just don't think that it's. I think it's a Klopp thing more than it is a, an ownership thing. He just it's just the the personnel. Um, he really does rate Thiago. And and the last thing I read, which is before we hopped on the podcast, was that he agreed personal terms, but I've read that for like the last three weeks. It, like yeah. he's agreeing personal terms means nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. Yeah.
1: Like, especially it's, for a team in England, because England are always able to afford higher wages. And so it's really easy to agree. Mm-hmm. Personal. Much we harder. Yeah. To get the selling club to sell.
3: Well, freaking the uh, uh, man United they have they're all that's holding up the Jane central, they says wages. Like they, they've agreed. To
1: a no, fee. it's not, not. No, they don't have a fee agreed
3: oh okay i
0: thought yeah. i was just waiting Dortmund's holding out for as much as they can get because it's Dortmund oh, and they know what they're the
1: with. inverse they have the they just got the personal terms agreed my understanding and they still don't have a agreement on price with
2: oh. dortmund,
1: because dortmund wants like a gajillion dollars many is oh. only willing to worth willing to offer a kajillion dollars instead of a dollars. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Woodward's like, "We'll give you thirty million pounds and Chris Smalling, Ashley Young, Phil Jones, and Jesse Lingard." <laughs> oh, but dude. and then Dortmund will kind of just be like, "What? What are you saying to me? What is this? What is this talk of? This, what is this bullshit?" No, we want a hundred thousand dollars for Jaden Sancho. It's
4: not a murderer's row. It's an attempted murderer's row. Yeah.
0: So yeah,
2: let me get this straight, though. Right. You think Liverpool is going to drop three spots yeah. because well, of like one change in the midfield? Well, it's not. I mean, it's not
0: that. It's it's. And this is something that I saw in the Community Shield as well. It's just the mental Shield. mental lapses from the players who we rely on to be solid at the back.
1: You shut your mouth, Willie. Really. You wish. You it's, players, it's players. It's
0: players like Shield. Alice Allison at the second half of the season. Like he he said in the like publicly to the press, like basically, like yeah, we're we're busy celebrating the title. We don't we don't care about these games at all, which is the opposite well, of what Klopp is saying. So that's what you that's how you know that he's Allison is saying is speaking the truth, and Klopp is just repeating yeah. talking points that he's given by the PR people at Liverpool. Uh, Van Dijk has made a lot of uncharacteristic errors since the start of the resumption of the league. Gomez is still developing. I don't have complete faith in him yet as a, as a mature center back. He he has a lot of learning to do. He I still think he has a tendency to try to do too much at once, and it just backfires miserably when players get in behind him. Um, Salah is going to have a down year and only score twenty goals in the league. Only twenty in the league. Um, Firmino didn't score at Anfield until July. Uh I mean, you, know, I was, you can
2: just give us all those players then, if they're not going to do well. <laughs> I mean, no, I, they're
0: they're gonna they'll come good for Klopp. Just it'll take a year. It'll take a year of a little bit of reshuffling. Um, but I I just his don't.
1: are aging now. Yeah, and Look.
0: like all those players, like Mane and Salah and Firmino are all very close to thirty. Um, I think they're all either twenty eight or, or twenty. I mean, yeah, twenty eight or twenty. Mane's
1: hairline would suggest he's maybe a little bit older than his birth certificate. <laughs>
3: probably yeah, yeah him
0: and him and LeBron both um oh, yeah. yeah I just I don't know I I don't have a good feeling about Liverpool's trajectory at least since since they clinched the league and you know that's just
1: Look it's dude, shitty but they got to, to remember win. like when you look at that post you know post clinching the league period you got you ran into Arteta's Arsenal multiple times. <laughs> That's true. Like, that true. was not statistically so, is not gonna happen that
0: frequently.
3: Yo, what a collapse so, that was. Yo, that 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 uh I think it was with the Van Dyke error. Yeah,
0: know, it, there there's just a, a a comedy of errors against Arsenal in that game. Um it, yeah. it, the the less the less we talk about Liverpool's uh new their their um post COVID um Part of the season, at least after clinching the title, the less we talk about that, the better.
4: Hey, you brought it up, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. I'm just, I'm just trying to be pragmatic, but also, but also optimistic. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to drop us at the top four unless, you know, heaven forbid, three players have season-ending injuries. But, you know, I, mean, I just, I don't feel great about this year right don't now. Think you're going to but... win the league.
4: Well, uh, look, Owen. I, I hear your concerns. And I think as Arsenal fans, we, we know what it is to see a squad devastated by addiction to Whippet, which clearly <laughs> Liverpool has picked up in the celebration. We saw it destroy Alexi, we saw it destroy Ozil, we saw it destroy Laka. Like It happened. So my question is, why do you only have to drop in three places and not six? I have them seven. Everton's going to win the league.
0: <laughs> oh, that hurts my soul. <laughs> It hurts my soul. The very, the very fiber <laughs> of my being. a lot of redemption art. Oh, my um, God. No. Please, no. No, no, please. No. I don't know what I'd do if Everton won the league. I really don't know what Albert, I'd do. Talbert Lewin, mm-hmm. top scorer. Very interesting oh my to find out.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh
0: man! No, no, please. Please, please, please. Anything but Everton. And, okay. No Everton, no Tottenham, no United, no, no Chelsea, no... There's not a lot of there's not a lot of good good ways this league can end. If if Arsenal win, I won't complain. If Liverpool win, I'll be happy. Everyone else win, besides those what four or five, mm-hmm. I'll be upset. Very just very no upset. No, sure, no no Spurs, Spurs, no Everton, please. At a okay. minimum, Spurs and then, and then no be. United, and then no City, oh. and then no Chelsea. Um, I Don't even want to think about
3: it. Okay, Owen, I'm gonna re- re- rebuttal you what you just said. <laughs> Because this show is titled "Hot Takes Only."
0: All right, what's your hot take, Will? I'm
3: gonna go ahead, gonna go ahead and say that your take was blasphemous.
0: What? That I don't <laughs> want Chelsea to win the league?
3: No, that they're gonna finish fourth. Liverpool? Yeah, I'll put a hundred bucks on it right now. All
0: right, sure. I'll 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 accept that I'll accept that bet that they'll finish fourth.
3: Hundred bucks in the bottle of uh, whiskey. Mm,
0: winner you decides. Winner you decides can't the whiskey. It after he
3: Okay,
0: sure, yeah, that's fine. Or no, no, loser decides the whiskey.
2: Yeah, okay. But it
0: can't be like Fireball. Because, yeah. You're kidding, right? Are you still in college? I I mean, you're in grad school, but, like, I get it.
3: Yeah, I like Fireball. (laughs) Deal. Fucking economics, bro. We have different tastes and preferences. That's true,
0: that's true. Preferences, (laughs) man. That's That's all he comes about. Preferences and assumptions. Yeah.
3: JK. Yeah,
0: but I I don't um, know I don't feel good about Liverpool right now I'll I'll feel better about after after about you know at about noon on Saturday I'll have a better feeling about them but for right now it's not it's not great. Who do you play well, first? You, well, here's
3: here's a serious question I mean I know you were just talking about but what's your biggest concern with the team like just what which area of the team
0: because just the mental way I
3: see it is, like they have such a solid defensive structure
0: it's just mental. They'll, they'll Mental and physical fatigue. That's it. I mean, you you have the the emotion of delivering a title to a city and a fan base that has thirsted for this for thirty years. Like you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the effect of that. Um, yeah, at the same time, the physical toll of playing under Jurgen Klopp it yeah. shows up after a while. Like you can't just run 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 and not yeah. feel the effects of it when you're about to hit thirty um that said i i wouldn't be surprised and i would be very happy if i was wrong about this and we go back to back i don't think it's likely i think city's going to steamroll everyone this year they're they're going to sign i mean the transfer window is still open for another month so we could still get a bunch of signings um by city before the end of the year or end of the transfer window but yeah you know i i still think city they're top down top to bottom the best team in the league and as much as i hate to say it i think they're going to win the league by a landslide this year
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: over Chelsea, but it'll still be a landslide. Like I'm going 15 points.
3: Like Mincy's got to prove they can play a lick of defense. I mean, minutes. they
0: they ha- they did the years they went back to back. It's just that yeah. you know it's it's so hard to keep up the the same mental focus for three oh, no, straight seasons.
3: In their
1: the system. And their system is also set up to minimize the amount of defense they have to play. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. No, it's, uh. Yeah. That's 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 true.
0: But the first the first Chelsea Man City game is going to be really interesting now that I, the the more we kind of unpack it because mm. the way Chelsea play and the way City play, and the players that Chelsea have acquired, there's going to be a lot of running in behind on both sides.
2: Yeah.
0: So it could either be like one nil or six five.
3: You know, actually, I'll I'll say right, I think um, actually Chelsea Liverpool play second game of yeah. the year. That, that's going to be Liverpool a schedule test. Liverpool schedule leads Arsenal Chelsea I think we'll learn a lot about Liverpool or Chelsea Arsenal I, I think we'll learn a lot about Liverpool yeah that game
0: yep yep I agree
3: uh, I, it's at the bridge too so.
0: yeah I mean that's a take that's a take I won't dispute it's Liverpool have a tough stretch to open the season cautiously optimistic Same. about it and that's why I'm kind of just you know you're I'm lucky not...
3: though because our team got uh, a COVID outbreak here <laughs>
4: No. Who did? Chelsea did?
3: I mean, uh, okay, many, many, many one. You know, those got some guys on vacation. But
1: yeah. they'll never be the same, Willie.
3: Yeah. Well,
4: I, I hope we'll be alright. I hope we'll be alright. Tammy's done selling to Arsenal.
3: What's that? Tammy's done
4: selling to Arsenal.
3: Ooh. Kraken could afford it. He could totally afford it.
4: He could. Well, yeah.
0: So yeah. how many? How many for Liverpool do we have in the uh, in the in the group? Oh, I, I picked one. So it's one.
4: I mean, I picked some team <laughs> in Merseyside. <laughs> the oh, other
0: team in ever. The other team in Liverpool. And we have City. Leicester City. Leicester <laughs> City.
1: Brendan Rogers finally gets it done. What a manager he is.
0: <laughs> what a season that could have been if uh if we didn't lose three if we didn't draw three three at Crystal Palace after being up three 0 up with like eighty after eighty minutes or something like that. Or seventy minutes, whatever, whatever it was. It was so dumb. People people talk about the Gerard slip, but we probably would have lost to Chelsea at that point anyways. I'm more concerned with the fact that we were up with like 75 minutes played at Crystal Palace, and we drew the game 3-3. Like this that's the that it was the difference. About not winning the league, it's not
1: fucking. Ugh.
0: Anyways, but that that moment, that screw up from Brendan Rodgers doesn't bring us Jurgen Klopp, and then that doesn't bring us a title. So Brendan Rodgers yeah, did bring us Jurgen Klopp.
1: Already had a title, which is also. Not something to
0: complain about, <laughs> yeah, that's true, although this is like for for i mean not for me, obviously, because I'm newer, of course, for relative to a, you know a vast majority of Liverpool fans, but like it's like one of those what do I well now what, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands I'm, we're celebrating, yay, we i don't I don't know, I've never done this before <laughs> no, I chuckle feel down feel... for twenty more years, thirty more years <laughs> yeah no i'm I'm mentally preparing to never do this again. I feel so bad
3: for Gerard, Like, cause you know, like, like the, he just. He won that
1: a slip, Champions
0: League, dude.
3: That slip though, man. No, it's just like he won. Yeah, I know.
0: We, we, I get it. I get it. In
3: terms like of we talked. Like, there's not like, and obviously there's like, I'm just saying, you know, people, players make mistakes in the game all the time. Right. But like, that was just the singular, like if, for example, right. If, If someone makes, like, a defender makes a mistake on a goal, you can argue that the defensive, like, structure should have been better. But, like, that was just a singular moment with him.
0: You want to know of a couple other singular moments? Because I can think of three specifically that happened at Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace when we drew 3-3 in a game we were leading 3-0 after 75 minutes. You don't lose those games. Or you don't draw those. Like, that's. That's yeah, how you, you lose know. titles. That's not how you People win titles.
3: Remember the slip. They remember the slip. Yeah, because
0: it's it's the it's the most iconic player in the club's history outside of maybe Kenny Dalglish, and yeah. it's against Jose Mourinho's Chelsea. But yeah. you're su- you're supposed to beat Crystal Palace if you're challenging for the league. You're supposed to beat them, or at least not drop points from a winning position. Really yeah. don't like the disrespected Christian Benteke show right there.
1: <laughs> he was he was at
0: Villa at the time. This is way before. Uh,
1: no, I'm when... saying when you said that,
0: you know, Gerard was your most. Oh yeah, true. Nice. Well, no, no, Ricky, we can't we can't disrespect Mario Lambert, Balotelli and yeah, Ricky, Ricky Lambert. Ricky
1: Lambert
0: Balotelli. No, actually iconic. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's for for his own reasons. And that yeah. goal against Germany. Yeah,
3: Yo, I thought it was funny. Um, I heard an interview where like. Michael Richards was saying, he's like, so you remember when uh, Bellatelli, he said his, uh, he, his house got burned because of the fireworks or whatever. He said like the next day he, uh, came over to, to, he went over to Michael Richards' house and brought fireworks. <laughs> like,
0: what are these? That's, that sounds like a Bellatelli story. Like the, yeah. the biggest Bellatelli story there is. It uh, could be our spin-off
1: podcast with discussions <laughs> of Bolotelli stories. Well, the I adventures of
0: Mario Balotelli.
3: He's a great, great character.
0: Um, All right, yeah. so final, final thoughts slash who do we have winning the league around the circle? Liverpool. City, City, two City,
4: Liverpool, Liverpool, I guess. <laughs> <It's> not Everton. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you can say Everton. It's just it 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 hurts my soul. So if you're if you want to hurt I, my soul, just say Everton.
4: I, do, I really do.
0: Then then Everton it is. <laughs> Magic McCall,
1: Magic McHale wins manager of the year. Mm.
4: Magic McHale yeah. XXL, do it. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Any final any final takes before we wrap it up?
1: Arteta in, Frank For out. <laughs>
3: Break out. <laughs> wow. Um hmm.
2: I'm, glad, <clears throat> I'm glad Leeds is back.
1: Yeah.
2: Iconic he is looking
1: forward to seeing Leeds back in the Premier League so much. Yeah.
2: Leeds. Just the historic historic iconic team. Leeds, Leeds so excited Leeds. to see how they do. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, I I predict here's a here's a hot take. Okay.
0: All right, what do I got? This will.
3: is probably ridiculous, Well, I'm just gonna say it. All right, Chelsea will score more goals than Man City this year.
1: It's not that hot of a take,
0: dude. I get, really? Yeah,
1: that's a really hot
0: take. You bought but four four new attacking players.
3: I think that's a really hot take.
0: The the second top scorer in Germany, one of the most creative players in Eredivisie, uh, one of the top young prospects in Germany, who also was on the top scoring chart, and uh, who else did they sign? And yeah, Thiago Silva. While having Christian Pulisic, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, etc., etc. This it it's, it's that's a lukewarm take at best. Damn, but I right. but I appreciate I appreciate you airing it out on the show before uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, no
3: problem.
0: All right, lads. I think that I think that wraps it up, though. So we're uh, we're ready for the season kicking off Saturday morning, very early. Uh, Four thirty a.m. Four thirty A.M. <laughs> a.m. Kickoff. There. Here we go. Um wow. Well, as always, thank you all for tuning in to the first ever live stream version of this podcast. Um, Ian, Nick, and Brian, you guys, thank you for coming on. As always, always appreciate having the uh, the extra arsenal perspective, and just the general football banter, if you will, every year. Um, we're going to aim to do this a lot more regularly now that, you know, yeah. we're stuck at home for forever. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have regular updates throughout the year and maybe some other guests as we talk, uh, talk to big clubs and, and Tottenham, um, and Everton and all the other clubs throughout England.
1: Up the Gunners and <laughs> feel free to not invite me to that one where the Tottenham fans are. <laughs> well,
4: unless yeah. you can silence him and just let us banter his ass. In the <laughs>
0: Well, well. lucky for you, the only Tottenham fan I know uh, doesn't really pay attention to Tottenham all that much. Ooh,
1: let's have that person on. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's my
0: roommate. If there,
1: was
4: a, if there was a person who really paid attention to football, they wouldn't be a Tottenham fan.
0: Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. All so right, gentlemen. That does Thank it for, for us. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Always appreciate having you. And we'll uh, we'll see you on the next show.
4: Come on you Gunners. Sounds around. good. Till next time. Over and out. See ya. Yeah.